Can you say hard hats, folks? Hard hats, lunch pails, steel toe boots? Anything short of a championship this year is a failure. Look at this boomer right here. You've just got so much talent here. Somebody said we need to apologize for Jalen. Can I pull the John? What are we apologizing for? What'd we say? What'd we do? <laughs> Here we go, Celtics fans. We're here. Another win. 19-0 uh, at home in the return of Ime Odoka. Joe Sway, you just left Ime. What did he say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you know the answer. I know the answer to that. Actually, he told uh, his favorite uh, stories of being head coach of the Celtics. No, of course not. He really? talked about the loss. <laughs> yep, the Celtics handed to him 145-113. Over Houston and dude, that third quarter was bananas and Jalen bananas. I mean, I got up to go to the bathroom. I came back and there was a twenty point lead. I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that's how you knew. Was, that was not that long. You knew it was gonna be one of those nights. And I was looking into the second half, being like, okay, they're gonna really drop the ball here. But you started to see the slippage before that, especially going into halftime with that uh, ten point or eleven point lead. And the Celtics are making threes. You know, it's hard to beat this team when yeah. they're making that many threes, Nick. And uh, by middle of the third quarter, it was like this. There's just no way for this Houston team to come back. Just not enough firepower, especially when when Jalen and Jason are clicking the way they are. I mean, Jason will get to his two man um, game. Yeah, I love the two man game. We'll get to to J, uh, Jason getting uh, uh, ejected in a minute, but uh, Brown was phenomenal. Um, for those missing John right now, I'll just give it to you. Uh, the only downfall, I think, in Brown's game was three turnovers versus two assists. Other than that, I oh, you mean the Jalen take? I was going to say, what oh, do you mean? Yeah, the Brown take, exactly. That sounded I mean, dark that's... for a second. For those wondering, uh, John's not here anymore. I thought you were going to say that. I'm like, wait, what? No, <laughs> 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 no, I'm just filling in. I've seen that the chatters for the last <laughs> half hour have been saying, oh, John won't show tonight because Jalen had a good game. And just so you uh, all know, okay. I was scheduled. Yeah. So I'm just trying to fill in my best by, you know, given that negative take on, on Jalen. By leading with, with Jalen talk, I got you. Now I know. Yeah, he was phenomenal, uh, Joe Swain. I mean, last, last I think, five games, last four or five games, he's had 30 points. I mean, he has incredible. really, really, really stepped up. And you and I haven't gotten much chance to talk this year, uh, on air at least. And, man, watching Jalen and Jason be able to kind of coexist and thrive together – and Porzingis tying it all together. Tonight was just one of those nights. And when you know, you know you're going to have a good one when Pritchard comes off the bench nailing shots too. It was like as if he was pissed at Eme for not playing him enough that rookie season. Uh, but he was <laughs> firing, man. He was firing. He's like, yeah, I remember. Well, finally, yeah, he played me in the finals a bit, but it was yeah. You know, I could have used way more experience before that. Yeah, that's funny. Yep, 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 yep. How was the garden? I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't really tell on the video we posted on on the the YouTube channel, but were, were they booing Eme? I heard you and Rob going on early. No yeah, I feel like there wasn't much of a reaction. Um, I did turn to Bobby and, and ask him if if they typically show the opposing head coach on the big screen because they didn't. They, it was just the screen was black for a while. I don't know if they usually do that. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. They if that's, do, don't they? I mean, I'm going back. I thought they did, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm aging. I mean, to be honest with you, Nick, a lot of times, man, I'm I'm, I'm still eating with Max. I'm, I'm, laughing, I'm, I'm still <laughs> talking with Max <laughs> during the player introductions. I mean, it's not like years ago where I used to be in my seat waiting for the game to start. But yeah. um, <laughs> I, I should. And we know Max, he ain't sitting down till 
midway through the. Oh yeah, I don't even think Max saw the email <laughs> intro, so can't ask him. I got out there early to make sure. Obviously, I wouldn't miss it, but yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's a, a TD Garden normally does that, but it, they didn't show him on the big screen, so I feel like it was almost as if like it was like a, a, a delayed response. Like, oh wait, oh they just said email, and you kind of yeah. heard some boos, some cheers, but it's really hard to to pinpoint exactly. You know, because it wasn't as dominant. It was like faint. It were faint cheers and faint boos. So I would say it's almost a like no reaction or mixed reaction is the best way to describe it. If you had to, it's almost you know. like water, water over the dam at this point. I mean, you know, he's moved on. The Celtics, yeah, uh, you know, maybe skipped one beat losing in the Eastern Conference Finals next year, but they're sure as hell looking good this year and unified under Missoula. Um, so yeah, I think it's just water over the dam now. It was neat to see him back. He was definitely nervous in your pre-game pre-game media veil. I mean, the dude was panting. He was breathing really heavy. He was white as a ghost. <laughs> well, I think what I think, yeah, he was. You definitely got that vibe a little bit. But I think what helped ease that nerve, ease his nerves, was that he didn't see like Channel Five people in the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't see like the yeah. newsy people. So he's like, yeah. all right, maybe this will be all right. You know, this is or TMZ. No or TMZ. TMZ. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or were they there? <laughs> like the last thing you want is the notification that starts with the do 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 do. You know, TNT three. <laughs> like that's the last thing you know. He may back in Boston. Like he's just trying to put all this behind him, and rightfully so. I mean, I when Bobby and I did our pregame, uh, a pregame show before this one, I, I just reminded him how the success of the Celtics plays a big part in this. Like if this team is five hundred, or if this team is anything short of a championship contender, then you're going to hear the boos. Then I just feel like it's more of a story. Then it's like, man, like we, this team could have won a championship already. And I know some Celtics fans still feel that way, but I think it helps the fact that uh, this team has gotten out to such an incredible start and they're, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the league, in my opinion, in the sense of just the way they've uh, evolved as a team. Obviously, Chris Porzingis and Drew Holiday has a lot to do with that. But as Emei mentioned before this game, the leadership of Tatum and Brown, I mean, people know that that plays a big part as well. That's, trip to the NBA finals was a huge uh, part of their growth process, but mm -hmm. also with him not in the picture anymore, you're starting to see how they're leading uh, this team on their own. And of course, uh, a big reason why they're a championship contender. Well, as you say that Joe Sway, Amit's got email queued up. So let's take, oh, a, take a listen to, uh, to his reactions. I think a little bit, but um, we were trying some different coverages and things that we haven't worked on a ton. And, um, that can take some energy as well to, to execute those. And so um, they shot it well in the first half, and we were in kind of in scramble mode a lot of times. And so that's going to take some extra energy. But yeah, you could say a little bit of that. But, uh, you know, didn't love our competitiveness when we came out in third quarter. And you got to be better than that, obviously, down 10 or 12 at halftime, still in striking range, and got ugly pretty quick from there. You know, I mean, even hearing his voice, obviously, it brings back memories. But we've heard Joe longer now, if you think about it. I mean, he's there a yeah. year and a half. Um, I think Ime always shoots it straight, though, right? I mean, like, he, he really doesn't bullshit. He doesn't play a lot of the games that a lot of other coaches do. Um, and you get his honest opinion. I mean, I didn't expect much right. more of that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't smile often. You know, <laughs> it's hard to get a smile out of him. Yeah. But you look at uh, the success he's had with that demeanor, and obviously he's not going to switch it up, especially with this Houston Rockets team, which he's uh, he's really got these guys to buy into the defensive end of the floor. And it's essentially what's made them sort of that team to look out for in the West. I, I don't consider them as a top you know, team or a contender, but they're one of those teams that can certainly make the playoffs. And you look at where this team was a year ago and just the, the, the seller of the NBA yeah, or the Western Conference – 
like they're on their way out of that. They're out of the basement, so to speak, of that conference, the Western Conference. I think he, he may have a lot to do with that. To me, he's kind of like a throwback coach, right? He's got the yeah, disciplinary sure. side. Yeah. He's very serious. He's got that, you know, dare I say, Belichick type of, you know, snarl. Um, Definitely. But he's a bit more transparent than Bill and and more than Joe. Uh, but I like Joe. I've fallen into – how could you not like him when you're, you're what, what are we, nine losses right now? <laughs> yeah, mean, when, you're, I, when you're winning, right. What's incredible to me, Joe's way I, a little bit off, but if somebody was mentioning in the chat today, did you realize Porzingis is only twenty eight? Yes, yes, which is uh, which that, is it's easy to forget because it feels like uh, he's been around for like ten years. <laughs> and he looks he looks like the stereotypical eighties Celtics, nineteen eighties Celtics player. You know, he looked old when he was a rookie. So like you know, <laughs> but I did not realize he was so young. And that puts him right there with Jason and Jalen. Brad is a genius. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he would call himself that, but I mean. I don't know if I would have called him that two years ago. When I was <laughs> no, I don't think he would have. He, he's a genius, man. I mean, he. this team is is really, really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, they don't win a championship, impressive. major disappointment. Yeah, I mean, look, those this tough decisions that he had to make uh, had to make after the you know email situation. It's obviously not ideal for stars, you know. And secondly, to go with Joe Mazzulla, I mean, that that's not an easy decision to make. I mean, I mean, a lot of other GMs may have may have looked outside, you know, may have thought to bring in someone with a bit more experience. But you got to credit Brad Stevens for knowing what's best for his guys, knowing that you know, the, his core players. He he he's obviously coached them for so many years. And he just knew the direction that they need, or he knew the pieces that they needed to 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 succeed. And, you know, one of the first ones he did, the very first one he did on the job, was obviously bringing back Al Horford. But you look at this past off season, you know, pulling the trigger on on, on deals for Porzingis and, and and you know Drew Holiday, giving trading away uh, uh, your longest tenure Celtic and, and Marcus Smart, and you know trading away Robert Williams, your starting center. Like it, it takes a lot of guts to do that, but he he knew that it was the right thing for this for this team for this organization. And it, I mean, you never want to see anybody get injured, but both, I mean, Rob's always injured and, and now Marcus, unfortunately, is injured. you got to be breaking, man. Marcus is what, coming here next week, or I think Memphis next week or the week after, and Marcus ain't going to be here. He's not going to be able to play, man. Uh, yeah, tough, tough year for Marcus. Tough year for, for, for Rob, too, you know, with injuries. Yep. They've both been, uh, been plagued with injuries and um, tougher situations, right, when you look at yep. – uh, Compared to what Ime is going through with Houston, Houston, and it was what's happening here in Boston. But you know what, man? We got we also got to talk a little bit more about Jalen. And I'm not yeah. just saying that because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, man. I was I was thinking this uh, throughout the fourth quarter of this game. Uh, this is that game where we, we when we look back on uh, this whole uh, all defense campaign that Jalen yes. kind of started a month ago. This is that one game when you're like, okay, Jalen, I think you're onto something now. Okay, you you, you said it before. You you obviously uh, changed your approach on to you know on defense, and we've noticed that. But it, I haven't heard any other analyst or sports writer, and and, and I'm on the same boat as well. I, I never thought to myself, okay, that this is this could be all NBA defense. But after what I saw tonight, and when you think about yeah. the way he's been in the last two three weeks, I, I think we can put him in that conversation for one of these all defensive teams because he's just been everywhere, man. And the two blocks at the rim. You know the, the the screaming and yelling, those rah rah moments. He had a couple of steals as well, and of course his offense has, has always been uh, efficient and and top notch. So it's been a heck of a year for Jalen. 
and diving for loose balls, sacrificing yes, body, you know, getting on the court. A lot of that stuff we complained about in the past that you didn't see those guys doing. And of course, everybody's a plus tonight. Jalen right. plus nineteen. Right. But you know, and I'm kidding about the turnovers. Let's face it, he was active. He was everywhere. You're gonna have a couple turnovers and, and fouls show aggressiveness too. But two yeah, blocks, we just don't like it when it's like seven or eight balance. turnovers. That, that's that's that's, well, when right. we, that's when it becomes a problem. Or when he's not making an impact, it's like sixteen points and seven turnovers. Right. And he's still active. <laughs> yeah. But you know, he's I think you know, you're gonna have games like that, but tonight and last year at points, long stretches. He proved he could play this kind of basketball. So now it's just a matter of staying healthy. I know, though, Josue, that in, in all the time that these guys have been together, you guys, you and me, we were there their rookie year, Jalen and, and Jason's. I've never seen them play with such chemistry. And maybe their second year or third year where they had a couple of those combined 50-point games. Yeah. There haven't been. Now it seems like it's a nightly occurrence. And – What's even better is that when one of them is off shooting, they're finding other ways to impact the game, and the team is still able to thrive when one isn't shooting because there's so many options. Right, right. And I think, obviously, you know, uh, Porzingis and, and Holiday have a lot to do with that in the sense that they were able to spread the floor. They're three-point threats. You know, they're also good passers. Um, rebounders, they're solid rebounders, like, all of a sudden – like your your starting point guard is one of your best rebounders, you know, and and you look at um you know what what Porzingis does on that side of the floor or oh. you know cleaning the glass, he's an issue, you know, for opposing teams he's a problem, he's a he's a matchup nightmare, and I feel like um it's just having that having those extra weapons just makes these guys so much better, but they're not, you know, they're not like fixated on getting their own offense going. You know yeah. what I mean? It's all about the team. It's all about what's best. It's all about reading opposing defenses and finding what works. And I think that's a lot. That's a big reason why Jalen gets out to these quick starts. You know, a lot of opposing teams put, apply extra pressure on Tatum. You know, we've seen this throughout the entire season where Tatum sometimes gets out to a little bit of a slow start in the first, but you know, that's not going to be the case throughout the entire night. And uh, a lot of times that that's the case where Jalen gets going. And then he's also, you know, He's also getting stopped on the other side. And then in transition, you can slowly uh, but surely get the Tatum flowing. And then he picks his spots when he starts to attack in the second half. And all of a sudden, these guys are combining for, you know, 50 to 60 points. Welcome on in to the Celtics Post Game Show. The Garden Report, Celtics beat Houston 145-113. Ime Udoka's return to the Garden. We have more sound from Ime. Uh, in this clip, you're going to hear him talking about defending the Jays, something uh, he should know a lot about. And uh, cue the clip on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what I saw for a year anyway, the way they you know, are talented and can score and, and play. Um, I didn't love our physicality and understanding um, how we made them a little bit too comfortable. And a lot of those walk-in shots were just uncontested. And so knowing that you want to try to break their rhythm, be a little more physical with them, um, I would have loved for people to guard them the way we guard them tonight when I was here. Hmm. That was cool. I would have loved for that people to guard them the way we guarded them. Tonight. Hey, accountability, man. It's, that's uh, one of the many that's things. You can, uh, yeah. You, you, you know, he is going to put you on blast. If, uh, if you're getting, if you're getting beat the way you did tonight, man, <laughs> don't you miss him? Don't you miss him? Celtics fans like that. That's a That's a head coach right there. Holding his stars accountable. I mean, he, he fears nothing. That guy, I mean, he goes at LeBron, 
goes out with Grossbeck. Oh, man, that's one of my favorite moments of the season. That LeBron moment was so – it made me forget how much I missed the dude. You know what I mean? That LeBron (laughs) moment was so great. And, you know, a lot more to hit on with this game. We got to talk about D. White. We got to talk about Tatum. Um, but before we deep, you know, dive deeper into the game, Josue, I want to ask you one more question because I see some people in the chat room saying, calm down, fellas. You know, at the break last year, we, we had the best record in the NBA, and, and that is true. But I can tell you that, you know, and this is probably the least I've gone to games this year. I think I've attended media day in one game. From the television set on the other side of the screen here in my living room, I could feel the difference in the energy this year. And Joe Sway, I feel like it, 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 there's a, uh, there's a, you know, you, you get a feeling when there's a championship vibe on a team or intensity yeah. or unity symmetry. And this team has it. Like you could feel the buzz at the garden from the television. You could see their body. Remember all the conversations we'd have about body language because it was so bad in other years. Um, this year, everything seems like it's on target. Barring injury, I just I, I feel something is hashtag different here this year. Call me corny. <laughs> I'm getting back to my old self, Joe. Now you love I'm those getting, hashtags, man. I see you. You know, I, 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 I'm getting back to being a positive Homer Green teamer because I had three years of rage, man. Rage. <laughs> well, that that was I, I can't think of a better slogan when you when you think about last year's because remember that was the. Uh, that was sort of the oh. off-season joke. Like, where do you go from uh, from, from unfinished uh, business? The unfinished, unfinished business, right? Business. <laughs> that was a like, disaster. It's like dot dot dot. Still unfinished, but like, where do you go from there? That's a tough spot to be like. Still finishing. <laughs> the, loading, <laughs> right? the loading icon that you see on your iPhone. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like when you post that, it's like that has to be the year you win it all, and then you don't get you don't make it to the NBA finals. So I think different here. Like it's it's a perfect way to, you know. It encapsulates what it, the the vibe is overall, and, and and you you feel it. You you definitely feel it on a nightly basis here at TD Garden. Um, that continuity for sure, like the focus, uh, everybody uh, really pressuring on defense. I think that's a that that's a, a key element uh, in terms of like championship teams when they're just like you see those lopsided runs, you know, where a team just can't score for six seven minutes straight, and then the Celtics offense just goes off the way it does. I mean, like you look across the NBA. And there's teams that can rival it, but when they're on, man, like there, it's just, it's ridiculous. When you look when at they're the hitting threes, especially. I mean, when they're hitting three, the Celtics are hitting threes. They're you're just, I don't think anybody can beat them. I mean, right, granted, I mean, one granted. through five or even six, if you include Al, first guy off the bench, they're comfortable back there, right? You know, yeah, so. Pritchard, include Pritchard in that. Oh, Pritchard, yeah, yeah, one through seven, I mean, and Hauser one through eight. You know. But, but what's great as well, you know, they defend with a say, lot of effort. We saw last year when the Celtics weren't hitting threes, they didn't hit anything. It was a nightmare. They didn't play defense in a lot of stretches. You know, once they got off that real hot streak, second half of the season in the playoffs, they weren't hitting threes. It was ugly. This year, it seems they've learned from that. You're hearing Joe preach a lot more defense too, which is awesome to hear. Um, anyway, uh, I'm just going to tangway me now because uh, we're powered by FanDuel and. Uh, The NFL season is wrapping up, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, 
make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more so visit fanduel.com boston and make your first bet a layup fanduel official partner of the nfl must be 21 plus and present in select states fanduel is offering online sports wagering in kansas under an agreement with kansas star casino llc first online real money wager only ten dollar first deposit required Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. I got tangued by a boomer or boomered by a tangway. I don't know what happened there, but I think you were like not even halfway through asking for Garrett, and then it just happened. <laughs> that dude, was Amit, lo- I mean, think about it. Like he gets to like STFU both his bosses with Tangway's voice every show, right? He he could do that to John every he single. He probably show. says it out loud too. We don't know. I would be like, "Fuck Tangway, you!" No. <laughs> just, just yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, what what else are you coming out of this one, uh, Josue? I mean, D White, we could talk a little bit about. Obviously, good to see them still winning when he's only hitting on thirteen points, but. You know, yeah. he didn't hurt him necessarily, but he's been a bit in this, I think, in a slump. But you're looking at him tonight. He led the plus minus out of the starters at 29 plus. Yeah, Five you know, field goes. He was just quiet. You you kept seeing him just find these paths to the rim, and it was like right down the middle. You know, <laughs> like the Houston Rockets were doing such a good job of uh, of trying to make you know Tatum go left or or get Jalen off of rhythm, and in come Derek White just sneaking through defenders and and whether it was to get a layup or make a stop like he was constant he wouldn't give up you know and that just is that approach that that turns a double digit lead into this you know like all of a sudden they're up by 25 and they're up by 30 you know like this is the this is that championship like that's a that's a that's a, the the trade of a championship team right there you know especially after the worst loss of the season like this is the kind of response i expected out of boston i just wondered if houston can keep up you know how long they will be able to keep up before they, they everything's going to catch up to them. And what I mean by that is uh, most of these starters played almost 40 minutes last yeah. night. You know to fly from Detroit to Boston, like Ime really wanted that win last night. If I'm being honest, I watched that game, Nick, and it was like not only did these guys only play 40 minutes because they played the entire fourth quarter, but they had to put together a 10-0 run in the final minute and a half just to squeeze out that win against the against the um, the Pistons and um, and. Um, uh, ben Fleet scored eight of those 10 points. So um, 
that took a lot of energy. But you look at the way the Celtics looked at the second end of a back-to-back -back in Milwaukee, and you know, this kind of, this bad kind of travel. Happened. But it's like bad what Ime said though as well. Like every team does this, or every team has that part of the season, part of the schedule where where this happens. So no excuses, but you you could see why or or. You could tell this thing was going to really fall apart when the Celtics had 12 three-pointers in the second quarter, and uh, and the, that lead was slowly building. Then that third quarter, man, it was like they took the lid off. I, oh, I it was rad. Like two minutes after halftime, you're like, oh, this is one of those games. All right. It was one of those games. You know, I started going outside, taking the dog for a walk. You know, take the dog for a walk, put Grandy and Max on your earbuds while you go outside, make sure you don't miss anything. If it wasn't a game night, I would have flipped the channel probably. Did you hear I the – I mean, it's uh, a show night if I wasn't on the show. Did you catch the um, the um, the Ice Cube reference in that broadcast? Yeah. Hey, he was there. Ice Cube was there, and uh, Fifty Cent was there. Did you Wait, see what? 50? Fifty Cent was there. Was he really? So was Ice Cube. Yeah. No, Ice Cube. Yeah, I know, man. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about Fifty Cent. I thought you're joking with me. Wait, really? No. Yeah, he was there. Oh man, he really was that. there. How about uh um uh uh. Ice T is going to get in the, the, the Hall of Fame. Did you hear this? The Basketball Hall of Fame. They're putting him in as, I guess, like assisting of the game. I don't know, new new award or something. I don't know. There was Mike and 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 Scott were talking about it. I'm telling you, Ice T. Ice T. What Hall of Fame? In the the Basketball Hall of Fame, Ice T or Ice Cube? Which one is it? I always get them confused. <laughs> the it's big three be ice one. Cube. It's got to be Ice Cube. Which one is Ice T? I always get them confused. I see the one that the the the, the, the actor dude. <laughs> I'm sweating now. No sweat. I saw your face. No, I'm, I'm like, sorry. Oh, I know. Fuck, it's the team, not the. Oh, camera. Law and Order. Uh, my bad. Law and oh, Order. <laughs> what did I say? SPU. <laughs> Icy has nothing to do with basketball. Okay, Ice Cube right, makes Ice no sense Cube because of the big three. Ice Cube is going in the basketball. Oh, because of the big three. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I was like, what more Hall of Fame is Ice-T going more into? More than Ice-T. It makes sense. Oh, this is going to be. It makes more sense than, yeah, exactly. Well, Ice-T has a big three. This is going to be a fucking segment tomorrow, Josue. I can feel well, it. Is I'm going to get boomered <laughs> out tomorrow. Uh, let's let's go right to J uh, to Missoula, who's talking about Jason Tatum. <laughs> oh, uh, Jason's ejection. It's his second one this season. I'm not going to ask you if you're concerned about that, but, you know, he, he has a propensity to get some technical fouls you know is there something that he can do or something you can say to kind of nah. and bring that back no mm -hmm. what, what was your opinion on on the foul call I mean the space that I've been in this last week when it comes to stuff like that I try not to have an opinion should we talk about your favorite movie scene again <laughs> exactly yeah Boy, Joe's getting like besties with the media right now like I can't believe the difference year over year Besties, I don't know. I think he's just having too much fun. But way too close with the me. Hey, listen, it's great. Hey, good and for him. What's funny is Josue, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little stoned. So like that's the ice tea ice cube thing. I think I smoked a, a little jammer right before. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, man. It's a it's a, it's a I'm sweating profusely right now. Anyway, back I'm to what I was just... I was, you legit had me. I was like, wait, why would he be in the basketball hall? And then I was like, no, he means Ice Cube. He definitely means Ice face, Cube. I yeah. knew. Like, did you see me stop in the middle of it and the sweat started beating? I'm like, did I say T? But anyway. Well, he's got to promote, promote the big three. So, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And but, good for him. Because let's be honest, a lot of people didn't think the big three would still be around. Especially, this is I something that started it. before COVID. So. 
Yeah, I loved it, man. I mean, I saw them when they were here when Michael Cooper was coaching here at the Garden. And Jalen made an appearance, so I'm sure, uh, of course, appearance. Ice Cube appreciated that. But but wait a minute, back to uh, to to Missoula. Um, Danny Ainge, they asked Ainge. Um, he was on with uh, Eddie and Scal at the beginning of the season, and they asked an Abby, and they asked him, you know, if he had any advice for Joe. And among other, he was very complimentary and everything. And at the very end, he said, maybe if I were going to give him any advice, it would be maybe change your approach with the media a little bit. And they all died laughing because that was like on last year. Right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This tonight? This was this year. No, it was at the beginning of this season. Oh, okay, they interviewed okay. Danny Ainge about Missoula and other things. And uh, yeah, he said that, which I thought was interesting. And now every time Joe goofs around with Bobby or Gary or you, I think of Danny. I'm like, you know, I think it's right because you you, you really will so struggle having an adversarial relationship with the media when you're a coach and have to deal with them every day. So it's well, good yeah, that he's because your emotions, you know, they're going to vary from night to night. And sometimes, you know, we you don't like why put that why have that not obstacle, but why have that something that you have to deal with? You know what I mean? Why have that baked into the job? You know? So I think he changed in the sense of lighting up a bit, you know, um, this whole like joking around and stuff that we've been seeing lately. I, I look at it as a sign that things are going really well. And he, well, yeah. he feels most comfortable right now and look good for him. I mean, throws me off a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just don't get it sometimes, but <laughs> hey, if this means that he's that he's he's feeling good because of the success of his team, then hey, this is this is him. Look, if if this is you, this is the real you, then I'm do happy it. to see it. Exactly. Yeah, like, do it. Be you. Do you, Joe? If this is a testament of a successful basketball team and a, of you saying, man, like of you feeling like your team's really listening to you and, and your message getting across, or whatever, then that's great. You know, it's just. I just got to get used to it, I guess. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's just it's just different for me. I'm not used to it. It's a different sense of humor, though, Josue. I'm not always getting it either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes the way he looks at you guys and says something, it, it you The Bobby Ty thing, like, I, I get Bobby. what he was, he was trying to, you know, lighten it up. It was just like, you know, I'm asking you a question right now, man. Can you let me finish my question? You know what I mean? But, but if he says that, he's rude, right? If Bobby said he's not going to do that, right? And again, I'm not saying <laughs> it got like eighty thousand views on Instagram too, like that Bobby. Ty listen, thing. listen, hear it. me out. I'm not saying like, oh, Missoula's rude for doing that, but it's just like it's just it's different. It's weird, you know. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing, but again, if this it's is his personality, then all right, that's who he is. It's awkward a little bit. It's awkward, yeah. But I agree. If it's just you do you, Joe, because it's working, right? And you know, it's it's not quite as entertaining as when he be sparring with. Uh, Washburn every game, but I like when he's complimenting Bobby. But, like, just imagine, like if if in the middle of a of a middle of one of his answers, we made a comment about his attire or something. You know, like that's that's really unprofessional, right? But oh, yeah, when he when the coach does it, obviously it's different. It's not gonna we're not gonna be like, oh man, what an unprofessional thing. But it's 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 Joe showing that side of him that his his playful side. It's not rude, but it's kind of like it's like just, when he it throws says, you off. Gary, I love you, Gary, with the big smile. Yeah, right. He, he did it. He did it. You know, he did it last game, I think. Last I think it was game. last game. <laughs> and it's, it's like, wait, do you really love me, or are you like, is this, is this, is this your way of saying like, oh, here you go again? You know what I mean? So it's like, but Gary's, if you were to go down that road, it's like, well, what's the, what's the point of it? Like, we're here to do a job here. It's not about yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to be part of the story as a reporter. You know? <laughs> so it's like, no, you're right. You're, but you're if that's Joe's thing, right. then that's his thing. 
what do you think? I think it's a way of it's almost a way of getting his thoughts together to give an answer. He'll bust balls a little bit and he can formulate his thoughts. I do that quite a bit, so I could see him doing that, you know. But I don't know, just wait. Do you do you get uh, fired or, or pissed off, fired up about uh, Tatum getting ejected in a meaningless fashion tonight? Um, not this one, no, because it just it happened too fast to be honest, and then it makes me wonder what he said. But because it's such a lopsided game, you're like, eh. But at the same time, it's like, is this ever gonna like be a thing of the past? You know? And listen, to this fans, I know you guys are gonna be like, oh, well, you guys. You know, he's emotional, and it's just – well, if this costs you a game in the playoffs, we've got a real problem then, right? <laughs> like, or if it does technical relationship between him and the referees, like, if it's something that he has to – that he has to figure out to get, him him, to get him to stop, then it's something that he has to figure out, right? He's definitely gotten better, but I get to the point now where I hear technical on Tatum and I don't even look to see what happened. I just roll my eyes and keep walking out of the room and then come back. Right. Or whatever. If I, I, I don't stop what I'm doing and go, Whoa, what happened? Cause it's right. just, yeah. But Nick, does it make you wonder if this shit is personal? Like, are you saying something that's like, like you're really, are you really pissing off these refs? Because like, why are they, why do they have it out for you like that? A double tech like that. And he was walking away. He said something on as he's walking away. So whatever he said, Whatever was yeah. said really, really hit a nerve. I, I just think it goes back to years of this nonsense. Like when he'd be flailing his body all over the place and just, right. you know, really upstaging them, you know, instead of, you know, uh, going after an opponent with, like, remember that KD with, with Brooklyn when KD elbowed him in the neck and all of a sudden he's running after the referees and not going after Durant? Like, it was just oh, yeah, too yeah. much. So I think after a while, I know after a while, I mean, Donaghy told me, you develop a uh, reputation, and once you develop it, it took Marcus years to shed that that reputation. Remember with the charges, he would always be flopping? The flopping thing, yeah, yeah. The flopping took years. So I, I think he's yeah. just He also gotta, stopped flopping he, too, but yeah. Well, he did. He stopped flopping. That's really good. <laughs> but they used to call him the flopping. obvious ones, man. Remember that one? He like he like leaps back and it's like, whoa! All right, Marcus. There's some LeBron like flops uh, in Marcus's repertoire. Oh, LeBron's tape. LeBron's flop tape is 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 oh. ten times better than than Marcus's, and I mean better as it worse. Better, yeah. better than anyone's in NBA history. I mean, those flops are. Oh, those delayed responses where he would just like break oh, his head back. Oh, he's like, oh, the woman, he was at the garden last year. All, all in the Miami the uniform. Most of it was in the Miami Heat uniform. <laughs> yeah. Or the Cleveland days, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, you got to respect the guy. But anyway, back to, to Tatum. I don't know, man. It's frustrating, but I he's just got to work. I, he's just got to work through it. Like, stop doing it all together. And I, it bothers me because he's matured so much. In so many ways, so many like all his game, his approach to the media, the way that he is with the fans, his vocal appreciation of Boston, even his his um, nod and fear to say that he didn't want to come here initially. All those things have really, really matured. Everything seems to have matured with Tatum, except that one little thing, which is the referees. And, it, yeah. and in a yeah. game like tonight, you're right. It, it, it's it's a meaningless ejection, but it still is two more technicals on that suspend to get closer to the suspension. So, you know, I you know you don't want to keep adding those up, right? And uh, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of the times, or at least tonight, when it's like a lopsided game this way, he's like, 
oh, I can kind of talk my shit a little bit, you know? Oh, I don't have any texts. You know what I mean? And then, like, I feel like with tonight, he didn't expect him to get to get the double, oh. the double text like that. Sometimes you know? it, it's like they're coming into the game, and it's not just him, but he, he is – He's one they're always going after. I mean, Sheed was that yeah. way. Do you remember? Sheed could sneeze and they call a technical on him. Rasheed yeah. Walls. Right. You know? because and we got that for a full season here. But he never shedded that reputation. So he dealt with it his entire career. Right. Because he didn't care to. Right. Like, he never yeah, said, you know shit. what? I need to improve my relationship with the rep. No. Like, it wasn't something that he thought was important. Um, but, t- Tatum, but for Tatum, it is. For Tatum, I think it is. Right. I think it, it's very important because – We've seen the kind of nights he puts together when he's getting to the, you know, when he's getting 12, 13, 14 free throws. I mean, he should be getting double digits in attempted free throws every night. Like, that should be a given, um, especially with the way his game's evolved. Yeah, I would agree, too. And that that also. Our good friends at HelloFresh, guys. So, HelloFresh.com slash CLNSFree. You want to use the code CLNSFree and get free breakfast for life guys what is hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit yesterday was sunday let's be honest you sat on the couch and you watched football all day and you didn't go food shopping well that's okay because if you had hello fresh you'd get your food delivered right to your door so you wouldn't have to go waste a sunday at the supermarket and fight through lines and deal with annoying people you wouldn't have to do any of those things Sherrod, right i mean exactly that's, that's, that's my dog. yeah backs my dog exactly so you want to enjoy your sundays you want the food delivered to your door healthy not the takeout trash that, you know, is it, <laughs> is, is it gonna fall in line with your new year's resolutions and your new diet and everything like that. So HelloFresh comes in, it makes saving time, um, your breeziest resolution with quick convenient recipes delivered right to you. You can choose your meals and select your delivery date. They handle the meal planning and shopping. All you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get to cooking. I know Bobby's had it and you guys, guys, the, uh, the, the food's legit. It, it's it's better than what you're gonna figure out on your own. Like if you're a bachelor out there and you just don't wanna cook, but you wanna maybe like start that, you know, at some point guys, we do have to go up a little bit. We still have to start cooking things. And I think HelloFresh is a good- Enough with the apps. The, those stupid yeah. apps on your phone, you're like $50 to get- Oh my McDonald's. God. You're not even gonna say their names <laughs> because they're such a ripoff. And it, it, it's bad, it's getting worse too. So. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free and use the code free for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash free with code free. Was in the first, well, back to this game. In the first half, until that third quarter, they, the, the points in the paint was horrendous. Like everything was... It, they really started going towards the basket in that third quarter. And you could see the difference with them starting to get to the line. And oh, yeah. someone, someone in the chat mentioned uh, Porzingis being more healthy than knock on wood than the people that we have sent out, which has been um, it, the key is just holding Porzingis healthy until the playoffs, right? You got to be healthy in the playoffs. If they got to give him a break, they give him a break. We're not even at the all-star break yet, man. I know. 
Isn't this great though? Look at that record, man. 39. Man, 19-0 at home. They're going after that 86 record, and I fucking love it, man. <laughs> you think so? I, oh, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me? They are after that. I think so. I mean, how many games did they lose at home? I think they might go undefeated. Really? Dude, I think they want that record. That'd be so impressive, man. I, I mean, never, I, Warriors, I, I never, even up until, even tonight, I, I still don't, I don't know if it's going to happen, but that would be crazy. Like, I mean, they're almost halfway there. They're almost halfway there. Think about it. And I, how have they won 18, 18 in a row? Or actually, obviously 19, 19. in a row at home this season. Oh, 19. That, oh, you mean the winning streak? Yeah, winning streak was 18, yeah, it, 19 at home. Yeah. Eight, 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 so they've already beaten 86 on that. So I'll tell you, I'd love to see this garden the TD garden, you know, get that record just like the old Boston garden did because that place, you know, it was incredible to be a fan there. And this place is just air conditioned and more comfortable and incredible to be a fan. So a championship, man, I, I don't have anything else to say tonight, really. What do you mean that they're going to win it? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I feel like, this is the most positive I felt about any Celtics team since KG and Paul Pierce. That's fair. Yeah, same. Same since, yeah, 20, since I mean, that 2010 team. Like, let's face it, we were there all through IT, right? That was special. It was fun. But you never really thought they were going to win it. No. No, they did They did fool me, though. I thought they would make it to the finals. You know, Almost did. They almost, they almost did. Look did. at how you, you got your IT crush on just now. I saw your your cheeks are getting uh, red. <laughs> yeah, that was a special time, man. That uh, was so much fun. I, I, me and you were on all the road games. That was right, cool. and that was the beginning and, of my uh, of my time on the beat. Time, the, yep. the, beat the other time was when we did opening night in Cleveland, the Kyrie oh, era. Man. I thought that would have been a championship team, but once you got around them, you didn't feel that energy. So that's what I'm saying. Like this year just has that 08 energy. Yo, full disclosure, like Nick was considering selling the company after uh, <laughs> after Gordon I'm gonna lose Hayward. Everything. Remember, I'm gonna lose everything. I'm, I'm out gonna go out of business. <laughs> I just moved my whole career to Boston, right? And this guy, because basically, you know, and this guy gets breaks his foot. I'm like, this is it. I'm done. Go, then we missed Josue. We missed our flight. Remember? You go, Josue. They're not gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> Just remember we missed our flight home. We were so I think we all got by they had a back to back that day. They were, the home opener was the next day. We, had to fly back to Boston. <laughs> we, we right flew to in like three hours before tip off. Oh man. We went right to the game from the airport, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was a that was a fun time. That was not a fun team. You not but but team. listen, let's let's not get it twisted though. You weren't the only one. There was a lot of people being like, This team is done, they're trash, they're uh how could I can't believe this happened? I'm like, well, wait a minute. They still got still got a talented team here. But oh boy. Let's yeah. go. Can we cut the Tatum or is it do we have that sound? It's still uploading? Still speaking. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be in soon. It'll be in soon. So basically Tatum saying he'd like to keep those private moments with the referees private. Dude, what can he be saying? Some He's, something something with a bunch of curse words in it, man. Yeah, I referees mean, don't like that. They they really don't like it when people swear at them. I don't like it. You think that's what it is? I mean, oh I, yeah, but it's like uh, it's got to be like something smart. It's not just like f you. It's or not, yeah, and I don't think it's anything like totally nefarious because like Jason is a he seems to be a pretty polite, respectful guy. Like I don't think he's out there. The ref said he wanted to defend himself. 
The refs, he said he wanted, I don't know what that says, Ahmed. We'll just wait till we hear him <laughs> say it. inside yet. <laughs> the refs, he said he wanted to defend himself. I don't get that one. Do you, Josue? The way I see it, the way I, the way I uh, understand it, the, it the, the referees wanted to clap back, <laughs> I guess. He defended himself in the, in the sense of tossing him, I guess. Here's how it reads, fans. The refs, he said, he wanted to defend himself. Tatum ejected. I, okay, that, this makes sense. Amit <laughs> rewarded it, everybody. Tatum on ejection. I wanted to defend myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. There you so, go. Should I go outside and smoke a bowl? Or what? So Tatum wanted to defend himself. Gotcha. Right. I thought the refs wanted to, to defend I was thrown off, too. I, I thought that's what he meant, too, and I thought that the ejection was a form of defending oneself. That's the way I understood it. You could read Tatum's lips. He pointed at the ref and said, that's three times, three times by you. Nick, is that your dog sleeping? Yo, he is out. Look at him. Oh, yeah. Look at this baby, right? He is oh, out. he's up. Oh. I just woke him up. He was so still. He looked like so a animal. Asleep. He was out yeah. like a light, man. He was out like. Are we going to talk about basketball? No, nah, screw it. What else can we talk about? Should we talk Who about said that? Did someone say that or are you asking me that? I'm asking you that. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. What else you got? I don't know, man. I, I, oh, I all I'm saying I is. I shouldn't have woke your dog up. Now he's very. He's thinking, he's thinking the show's almost over. Yeah, he's pumped, man. Look at him. That is a good-looking dog, isn't it? You're not you're not surprised about just Emei's overall like demeanor no. today, right? Like there there was nothing that gave you the sense that uh, he was gonna be like, man, when I walked through here, all I thought about was that incredible run we had. Like, there's no way, like it wouldn't be proper, you know. If I'm a if I'm a a, a member of the Houston Rockets, I'm like, I would have hated that. It's like, yo, you, yeah. you you're coaching us now, like. Why are you going down memory road, especially for a team that, that kicked you out, you know? And regardless of what, what happened, we don't know all the facts and all that stuff. But, again, speaking as a member of the, of the Houston Rockets, like, I would have hated that. So I think he did what he was supposed to, you know? He was super professional. But, I mean, you know he's not being a completely forward, right? Because there's no way. I mean, Nick, the last time he walked into this building, Oh, the last time he walked out of it, rather, he watched the Golden State Warriors celebrate their championship on his own floor. Like, he had no idea that in three months he would be, you know, suspended and not be able to coach again for the Celtics team. But you know what, Josue? He also had Nia Long at that time. Like, a lot has changed for Ime Odoka besides leaving the Celtics. I mean, he lost his long-term significant other, right? There's a, you know... He had to leave cities. He's at Bay, almost, you know, almost got hired by Brooklyn. I think we all thought Brooklyn was going to hire him, and clearly somebody got to ownership there, and they rescinded, and then going to Houston. So I honestly think he's not. He wouldn't tell us the truth anyway. But I don't. I don't know. Would you be thinking that after a year? It was only a year. Yeah, I would be, but I wouldn't say it. You though. would be. You would be. Though you couldn't say it because your, yeah, your you players are furious. Yeah. For those freaking out, Josue uh, is here and Bobby is coming. John's not fired. Sherrod's still with us. Jimmy's playing guitar somewhere in Boston right now, I think. So it's uh, the A-team, Josue, and, and me, the sixth man, I guess, tonight. The sixth man. I'm in there. I'm the yes, Honda. Sir. You kicking it with us tonight? Yeah, man. Just, just till Bobby gets here, baby. Then you know I'm out. 
I'm out like a fucking roaming oh, candle. Oh, you're <laughs> dead, huh? Messed up. Maybe I'll go. I'll go take a break and come back then. There you go. <laughs> Josue, we should have went to the bar and done the show from the bar. We should have made it down at Banners. That would be a terrible idea, Nick. And hey, we're live right now. I know. What else do we want to talk about here? I mean, look, the Celtics team, um, like like I said earlier, like you, you, this is how you're supposed to respond after the worst loss of the season. I, I just, um, I just love this, um, the the way this team's turned into the, the significant corner. If you ask me, and I know I said this like a week ago, but I didn't anticipate uh, such a blowout loss against the, the Bucks. I didn't like their chances of winning that game, but man, like like, what did you think? I mean, has any has anything changed compared to no. after that game? You know, to what you saw in Milwaukee? No, I swear to God, I, nothing's I, changed, right? No, I mean, even after that game, I, I I think John was calling me out because I was in the chat room saying, like, that didn't even bother me. And I love that Joe pulled the starters at halftime during Milwaukee. Like, we don't – I, I almost – I don't want to get too cocky, but I am not afraid of Milwaukee. I don't care about Dane. I just don't care. I'm not afraid <laughs> of them. Yeah, they're like, not as scary they, as, uh, as, they, as they appeared on paper, right? No, and I just after the, all the BS with with Lillard, I, I lost a lot of respect for him with the Miami nonsense and then going there, and it, and right. I just I'm just not afraid of them. I think the Celtics are way way better. I mean, and trust me, you know this. Like I will admit it when the Celtics suck. Like I will go to all lanes to say how disappointed I am in them, and I, I just they're better than Milwaukee. And and the only other thing I can say is I love that the Lakers fucking suck. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Of course you do. Yeah. So uh, Jason Tatum on his talks with Ime Udoka, some of those private conversations I would want to keep private. It seems like we are all kind of moved on from that. Leave that. Oh, Nick, you had me confused earlier, man. I think you talk about the referee talk. Sorry. Go ahead. It The way he worded it, it was the referee talk. I think Bobby's with us now. He's trying to log in. So that's great. Um, it was the referee talk, Joe Sway. We are the effing Celtics. We are not, we are drunk, but not in this sense. Okay, there's Bobby. Wow. Bobby, bring, bring some how, seriousness. Look how excited he is. And you know why he's excited, right, Bobby? Because he's like, ah, that, that's my time, everybody. Yeah, Bobby Manning. There he is. The, the chat room goes crazy. That means it's all you guys now. So kill it together. I'm out. Appreciate you, Nick. Have a good night, man. Appreciate you all. It was where did Bobby go? As soon as I'm <laughs> just wait. Thanks for thank you. I for didn't do that. Me, I swear. Thanks for making me, you know, not look quite as crazy tonight. No, nah, you look fine. <laughs> there, he there he is. All right, there folks, go. go Celtics. You look so scary, Bobby. Bobby just disappeared. <laughs> I know, Bobby. Bobby, what do you think, Nick? Real quick, uh, real quick. I, I thought it was uh, amazing. The Celtics were amazing. Ime, I don't really think matters much anymore. It's really yeah, it in the past. We'll get into that. And but. Uh, um, I think uh, Jalen Brown has been amazing, and the Celtics are going to win Banner 18. Off to you guys. Appreciate you, Nick. All right, Bobby, you just heard uh, you were just in there with Jason Tatum. What did uh, what do you have to say about the ejection one? And of course, two. I'm seeing these quotes about Ime. Uh, I was thrown off a little bit. I thought the uh, Ime quote was about the referee exchange. <laughs> So I'm I'm all confused here with uh with what, what was just said. What do you have to say about the uh about the email situation? Of course, uh the the exchange with the referee uh, that led to his ejection. Yeah, much like Joe has said, he 
picked his spot uh, because of the situation, the time and score. He said, I'm very self-aware. And that was a situation where he felt like he could make his point in a pretty aggressive way. He was frustrated with the two calls there. Uh, so no one cared, right? <laughs> You're up 30 plus or whatever it was at that point, banging out of the game, getting some extra rest. It's not the worst yeah. time to do it, especially if he wants to take the technical fines and uh, the extra checks in the box toward the potential suspension down the line which i don't think he'll get to he hasn't picked up too many technicals this year uh, but he wanted to make a point in that moment about how uh, he felt he was being officiated in this game by contrast i was in on email post game joe sway and my favorite thing he said was i wish teams guarded brown and tatum the way we did tonight when i was here uh, mm. so he didn't think that they were too physical with them at all in fact the most physical moment of the night might have been when he caught Brown flying out of bounds and uh, stopped him from flying into the scorer's table. He said uh, he wasn't trying to give him a hug, but uh, just catch him and slow him down and stop him. But uh, otherwise, Tatum didn't say too much about Ime's return. Uh, he said he got to talk to him and some of the other assistants before the game. They obviously met in L.A. He got asked about uh, probably the most interesting comments of the night that uh, Ime was pretty uh, assertive and reaching out quickly after the suspension and apologizing who we need to apologize to and tatum said he'll just leave those uh, conversations private but uh, that was i guess a mild relevation out of tonight i'm not too surprised that happened that that was the case i mean who's going to be policing their communications tatum even said at the all-star game that he had kept in touch uh, with Ime periodically throughout the years we mentioned joe sway on our podcast earlier uh, so that wasn't really a bombshell be interested to see what jalen says about it he's, he's talking now i believe uh, but otherwise uh, it ended up being an underwhelming night overall, Josue. There wasn't really a crowd uh, reaction toward him. I'm sure you and Nick talked about that. During the game, there was no real acknowledgement of him at all from fans or the team, of course. No video or anything like that. I don't think that surprised us. Uh, but then You didn't think you would see a tribute video? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah so... The game, too. I'm kind of surprised this is how the game went, Joe Sway. And I'm sure you talked a little bit about that already, but we can get to a little more email stuff later. But as far as the game goes, did you expect them to win by 32? Um, No, not quite. But I didn't think this one would be close, to be honest with you. I mean, like we said in the podcast, or at least uh, during our pregame uh, hit, where the second half of back-to-back, these guys, a lot of these starters played almost 40 minutes. You know, I watched that game last night against the Pistons, and – I just wondered when that drop off would happen. I anticipated it to happen in the fourth, but it happened early, early in the third quarter when the Southerners had already had an 11 point lead going into halftime. So, uh, but when the Southerners are making, when they're, what is it, 25 three points in this one or uh, 20 plus threes, like they're just super hard to beat, and especially when uh, they're, they're defending the way they were. You know, I, I thought they did a really good job just buckling down in that second half. Yeah, no doubt. The defense was intense, especially Jalen from the early going. Because Houston was getting out in transition. They were getting, you know, they were obviously, uh, they kept things close. Yeah, he, he got his hand on that Shangun tip out. I know you were like, what the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. So, right. He was all over the place. I, I thought this was just a monstrous defensive game for him. Two blocks on Smith inside that sent uh, the team out in transition. He started 8 for 10, I believe, from the field, mostly on runouts and on the break. So the pace was great in this game. That's how you end up scoring 145, which matched uh, their second highest total of the season against the Clippers, which was also another high-paced game. I thought he set the tone uh, in this one, especially during that five-minute stretch to start where uh, Tatum didn't score. 
So they needed a guy to initiate offense in different ways. Uh, Ime said going into this game that he wanted the Houston to try something new in terms of crowding the paint and uh, completely giving those guys no lane to the basket. But he said Houston wasn't able to rotate out on Porzingis. And, of course, Porzingis hit those two early threes in this one. And that was pretty much the ball game, Josue. I know the Rockets kept it close. They got some transition runouts. Uh, Celtics probably lapsed a little bit in transition defense early. But when the half-court game came into play, uh, Celtics were just so much better. Great looks for Horford. Great looks for Brown and Tatum. They even got uh, Brown a corner look at one point off a of Drew Holiday post-up. It's funny enough, we can talk about it later, but I got to talk to his brother in the locker room, Aaron Holiday, who was here. And, you know, he just sees him as a seamless fit here. And I thought he had another strong game tonight. Uh, overall, Shangun gave them a little bit of trouble. Smith on the run, but uh, they handled everybody else. You really didn't even notice Fred Van Fleet was out there tonight. Uh, so this was impressive. And again, Josue, this is the number six defense in the league in Houston coming into this one. I'm sure this was their worst night of the season on the defensive end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's got to be, uh, especially when you look at um, uh, points allowed per game. They're like top three or top four in the league. So uh, they, they, this obviously that average isn't uh, 145 or anywhere near it. Um, but here's what um, what Jason Tatum had to say. Here's a clip of Tatum talking about uh, Ime Udoka and uh, the relationship and uh, if they've been speaking to one another in the recent in the in this past or this season, I should say, in the past few months. He kind of said you, you he's had conversations with all you guys about the specifics of what happened here. Did you get, have you cleared the air and everything is cool? Obviously everything's cool, but have you gotten the stuff, the reasoning and the things you've needed from kind of to help you understand more what happened here? Uh, I mean, just to be honest, like, you know, some of those private conversations, I would kind of want to just keep private. Uh, but, you know, it seems like, you know, we've all kind of moved on from that. Uh, you know, kind of like let that leave that in the past. And sure, that's what they told him to say about anything related to that. So. And I'm sure that's the kind of guy Tatum is, man. Like yeah. you, you have a, a, a private conversation about something, uh, a serious matter like that, that led to your head coach uh, losing his job. You don't share that stuff, you know. Uh, you don't. You you honor that, you know. And obviously, Tatum is doing that, and I, you got to respect that for sure. Did you um? Did you play the cut earlier about Ime saying that the team essentially lied or the players lied about not talking to him? No, we did. We play the one. We play the post game uh, clip, but he said that that was uh, pre game. Yeah, pre game. I clip. can cue that up. That was obviously in uh, in relation to Ime's comments pre game, and he had a pretty interesting uh, pre game interview about you know his perspective on how it all went down and uh, letting people down. It was a pretty brief um, comment here, but. I'll pull it up real quick for everybody to see. Uh, Ahmed's going to. I wonder if they had that conversation before. I would say they lied to you guys. They knew. Some of them knew. And, you know, obviously I could talk to them and they wouldn't share stuff publicly. So who needed to know knew? <laughs> who needed to know knew? So I wonder they... if that was before or after media day. Because if it was before media day, they got really, they have really good poker faces. Because well, that's, they just how, that's just how Ime is, right? He <laughs> he he just tells it like it is, and I'm, I'm sure guys reached out to him after the suspension. And we're like, what? The I know, hell? right? How many coaches would have done that? He's like, oh no, they knew, they knew. They just they're real ones. They didn't say anything like they're supposed to. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And that's what I love about Ime. What other coach would have said that to us? Nobody. 
Right. So, yeah, yeah you're imagine, right. It's interesting, Joseph. Like when did they know? Was it going into that media day? Because, again, we came out of that day like thinking that they were absolutely shocked and just yeah. completely in the dark and didn't have a clue. You so think they were like practicing? They're they're practicing out back, being like, I had no clue. Like Marcus and like they were like, no, 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 man, you got to don't smile, man. You're smirking too much, man. Keep a straight face. Like they're like practicing. It's yeah. been hell. <laughs> yeah, it's been hell. Marcus Med said, uh, "Yeah, this that's isn't right." I do, I do wonder what the timing of that was, but either way, he let them in on it. That's I'm sure why there's some closure here. I'm sure he apologized to who he needed to, as he said there. Uh, but it was pretty clear to me from his comments tonight that yeah, there's still a little, a little something there with the Celtics that, you know, he doesn't love how it ended and he has great relationships with the players. I think he really tried to assert that, that these guys still love him and they hung out in LA and they uh, spent a lot of time together. And even though the team didn't want them communicating, they were right there in his corner. And it, it makes sense to me. I mean, he wants these guys on his side, Joe Sway, down the line, who knows what could happen eventually with any number of these guys. Uh, even just kind of playing around with Pritchard along the sideline today. I know Pritchard talked about that a little bit in the locker room. Two Portland guys, they have a relationship going way back. This is how he may handle things here. Like everybody from his past, he made sure he's on good terms with. If they ever end up back on his team, you know, he wants to be on good terms with these guys. And he's trying to jumpstart his career again here with the Rockets. I think doing a fairly good job tonight really wasn't indicative, I think, uh, of what that team's done so far to start this year. It's just, again, again, Joe Sway, other than that Bucks game the other night, we keep seeing that the Celtics, no matter what issues or matchup problems they might run into, an early deficit in this game, they're just going to figure it out. And they problem solved great on the fly in this game to figure out what the Rockets were doing defensively, just completely threw Houston off its offensive game. And, and they end up with the Geno night here. Gino, yeah, man, Gino's blasting with a few minutes to spare for sure. Uh, 145 to 113 was your final score. Jalen Brown, who is uh, wrapping things up at the podium, we'll get a, a, a clip I'm from him. Yeah, we'll hang on. We'll hang on till he talks here. Yeah, we'll but, hang on uh, till he talks. We'll we'll get a clip up before we wrap things up here. But uh, let's just talk about his game tonight. Uh, 32 points, uh, a game high, 32 points, six rebounds. But it's these uh, it's these twos that I'm loving. Well, maybe not the two assists. That that happens regularly for Jalen. But the two steals, two blocks. But the other stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, which is just staying in front of your defender and just pissing him off as much as you can. Like, I, I just I, I got to credit Jalen for what he's been doing defensively, because uh, we gave him some flack about a month ago about the whole like uh, his goal is to be all defense. And we said, hey, Jalen, like we've seen a little improvement on that end, but no one's really been mentioning your name in that conversation. And we're not quite sure if you're going to be all defense level, but we see the improvements this past three weeks. He's, he's starting to uh, – he just crept into the conversation, if you ask me personally, against this Houston Rockets team. Uh, he was a pest in that, on that uh, end of the floor. Uh, what did you make of, of what you saw from Jalen on the defensive side? Just dominant. And forget all defense. He, he should be in the mix for that. He's been another all-NBA case this year uh, when you look at the forwards around the league, the consistency, the efficiency he's playing with. Uh, he's up to – I think over 50% now from the field, just at a quick glance here, given the games he's had uh, going back to December, 49.1. So he's getting back to that 50 mark that we're used to seeing him from. Uh, 35.8 uh, from three is a good number from him. Five rebounds, three and a half assists and a steal, uh, half a block a game. He's, he's 
touching all the bases out there in terms of impact. And this is the thing, the debate we've always had with Joe, uh, with John here, Joe Sway is, can he become a more well-rounded player? You know, can he start to execute in other areas outside of scoring? And tonight's the perfect example of that. And he's had a handful of nights like that in the recent past here, 11 rebounds against the Timberwolves. Uh, he came out with five assists in that jazz game. In the Thunder game, posting three assists and six rebounds, six and ten rebounds against the Raptors in that dominant win. Uh, so he's starting to stack those up in the different categories a little bit more often while continuing to be that aggressive uh, version of himself as a shooter from the field. I mean, he just had great stretches throughout this game. I thought he keyed the beginning when they were in a close one. Midway through the game, he was all over that run. I, I, the 25 to 8 run, I think it was, at its height there. Uh, to, you know, pretty much blow this game open, pull up three, posting uh, Jalen Green, all the different stuff he did during that stretch, even playing a little bit of a two-man game with Tatum there that I think set Tatum up for a three, and then uh, Tatum ended up getting him back on the next possession after Brown made a steal, I believe, uh, the, during that sequence there. So uh, he played through contact. I, I think I saw him get banged up at one point, maybe his shoulder or something like that. Uh, just playing physically inside the rock ra- ra- I almost pulled a max there, Joe Sway. The Rockets uh <laughs> trying to be <laughs> yeah. physical with him, but Yo, just wait, just wait till I tell you what Nick did before you hopped on. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> again, even even he may acknowledge it. That's a strong guy in Jalen Brown there. And I thought he was the best player on the floor tonight. Tatum's been great recently. It, it was Brown who set the tone on both ends of the floor of this game in terms of how they wanted to play and I, I see the chat mentioning it there. The two blocks, just great stuff at the rim, putting himself in the play. Yeah, he was definitely the man of the night for sure, man. Uh, his, uh, his his mom was actually in the crowd, so special moment, I guess, uh, for her to take. I, I don't know how often she comes to the games, but uh, just a, just a all all around. Uh, all right, that was a good show, huh? Spectacular game for Jalen, man. He put on a show for sure, and this is uh, this is a pattern, right? He's taking things to another level in the past couple of weeks, and. Uh, I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. I really don't. You know, and you know, he may also mention the fact that the next time these two teams play each other will be a second night of a back-to-back for Houston again. But this time it'll be in Houston. Uh, He's hoping that he'll have a – it'll be a a much more competitive game for sure. Yes, and he may said that after the game again. Eason coming back, Brooks being a little healthier. Uh, them figuring out what worked and didn't work here tonight and some rest going into the game. He may said it's definitely going to be much more competitive on the Houston side when these two teams meet again. I'm looking forward to it now. That should be a fun run uh, over the next handful of games there that they play on the road, whether it's the Houston one a week from tomorrow, uh, Mavericks the following night, two back-to-back games there, tough. Uh, and then you got a Thursday game at the Heat that's going to be another physical battle. I mean – you talk about five games and seven days going into that Bucks game. They have about six here over the next ten. So another loaded stretch against some really good teams. We know the Raptors have played them well coming up on Monday. Spurs, I'm sure they're going to put up a better fight than they did in that San Antonio game. Nuggets, I can't wait for that one, uh, the potential finals preview there. And then uh, that three-game road trip. So can even add the Clippers into that mix at the end of the month there. Uh, yeah, this is a great, this this is a great time for that for that Nuggets matchup, man. I can't wait. Next Friday at TD Garden. Absolutely. And uh, let's see, do we have anything coming out of Jalen's presser here Uh, as terms of quotes? I know we're gonna 
cue up some sound, but I am interested to see how he responded to uh, Ime's apology, or however you might describe it there. I'm sure some people were tweeting it out. Um, yeah, we got a clip coming in a, in a little bit that we'll, that we'll, we'll go to. Um, he said on Ime, I think Ime was great for us because we were kind of used to playing in Brad's system. Ime made the system around us. It was see a play, make a play, and he designed everything around what we did best and empowered us to make decisions. Brad would call the game for you, and Ime was more figure it out. It was different for us. And even now with Joe, he's expanded on it. He's like a combination of the two, which, you know, I when we talked to Will Hardy a week or two, uh, Joe Sway, and I asked him that question about the defense they implemented, and he was like, yeah, we didn't implement that. That was building on stuff Brad did here. And, you know, we sort of added to it, and then Joe's added to it even more now. So everything is kind of built on the previous coach here to Joe, of course, having coached under both of them. I'm sure you saw his comments in Milwaukee about how he appreciated him, given the fact that he was able to see a San Antonio perspective, a Philadelphia perspective, as well as a Brooklyn one, given Ime's experience coming into this. So everyone came out of that experience appreciative, I think, of what they learned from him uh, going uh, into the next season after the suspension. Sure, some confusion and frustration lingered throughout that year, but once they got the closure and I think started to believe in Joe a little bit more into this year, they've come out better on the other end of it. Uh, you see the personnel changes that they've made at this point, Porzingis and others uh, responding to some of the challenges that they had under both coaches. And that's the thing here, Joe Sway. I'm the biggest EMA fan in the world, but they battled the same issues we've talked about under all three coaches under him, especially on the offensive end. The one thing Joe deserves credit for, I think, is that he's shifted the focus toward their biggest problem, which is offensive execution. I mean, we didn't see them doing this offensively under Ime. They were a dominant defensive team, and I love that identity, but he wasn't an offensive coach, and this team probably needed an offensive overhaul uh, that Missoula's tried to give them there. And the fact that he's mixing in defensive consistency this year in a game like this you're getting the best of both worlds here. So there's certainly days I miss what Ime brought to the table here. Uh, but I think in a year or two with Joe, you're seeing him just as capable, maybe more overall when you consider the offensive execution he's implemented. Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder uh, just the the way he changed their mentality, right? To be strong-minded and to, to take on that criticism when he put them – you know, on blast the way they did, you know what I mean? Well, he did it in a way to not only encourage them, but to take responsibility. And I think that was a lot of the times, uh, didn't happen as often with Brad. You know, I feel like Brad sort of was like, oh, I got to prep these guys better. I got to do this better. And Ime's approach was was completely different. It was like, wait a minute, you guys put yourselves in these situations and you guys have to figure out how to get out of it, you know? And I think a lot of that times, you know, this season, you're seeing a team that's uh, passed those initial steps of, uh, of not being overwhelmed when a defense is taking away everything that, you know, you're used to. And I think a lot of the times those Brad Stevens led teams that 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 would happen sometimes where they would go into panic mode and they make bad decisions offensively. And, you know, Ime system was different in the sense of every night's going to be a different problem. You got to be prepared to, to, to fix that. And I think you're seeing now is the result of a team that can can do that so quickly that the problem solved by the end of the quarter. You know, you, we always hear Missoula talking about uh, finishing quarters strong, no matter how they start, no matter what situation you're in. And, you know, that sort of mentality, I feel like, obviously helps. And then 
bringing in new weapons just maximized everything. Porzingis, Drew Holiday, experienced guys, veterans, uh, skilled players that you know that you can that, that will amplify your offense, but also they can hold things down on on the defensive end, and they don't have to be your top you know one or two scores, you know. So that obviously those are roles that they were ready for, but also they're comfortable you know in, in being those guys. So it's all coming together. I saw someone mention uh, Sam Cassell in the chat here. I was coming off the court, Josue, and he was behind me, and I heard a great quote from him talking to someone coming off. He said, last time I was 30 and 9, I was in Houston. And Ooh. I just looked it up here. The 1994 Rockets. They won it all. Champions, yeah. uh, started 30 and 9. On, uh, there you go. Month. Before you hopped on, Nick was talking about the uh, just the overall vibe when you feel like a championship team is a – is, is fine. Does he has fine he's, he's feeling it, man. He's he's got a. I had to tell him to not wear his Celtics hoodie, uh, no Celtics attire on on camera, but he wanted to. He was so excited. Yeah, and I feel it too. I, I'm not completely sold that they're gonna get it done this year. I'm still holding out hope, or I'm still you know holding out some tests down the line here against different teams. It feels like they played the same teams over and over and over again at this point to be in the season given the schedule here denver certainly a team i'm looking at next weekend how they fare in that game uh, so it's gonna be interesting they're there they're right in that mix of like two to three teams that can do it here uh, so it's gonna be interesting to watch but they certainly have the pieces to get it done they've certainly made the strides to get it done and in comparison to last year at the very least you know how i felt last year Josue. i just did not like the vibes around that team at all last year some of the games they dropped some of the inconsistency on the defensive end uh, and certainly even the individual efforts on that team plus weird stuff like the grant situation and obviously we saw in the end that brogdon in that six-man role was an ideal for him uh, this is just a much more assured team everybody with their roles knowing what their roles are and even the coaching staff upgrades we've mentioned here, like Cassell and Lee and all the way down the line. It's a perfect storm right now. And they've been healthy. You know, knock on wood here for them. This is this is it, right? They got to get it done, Josue. This is the year. It's going to be a disappointment if they don't. The deadline's coming up. Do they need to make solidifying moves to, you know, ramp up that eight to nine spot on the bench? Again, we've seen Josue on a night like tonight when they're fully healthy. I think they've lost, what, once? twice yeah. at most all year wow. so when they're fully healthy they look unstoppable when they're on those back-to-backs like on thursday in milwaukee and one big's missing and luke's out there a ton or you know some of the guys deeper off the bench it gets a little shakier and i talked to o'shea tonight he said you know he's you know whatever happens at the deadline happens and he didn't really take those brad comments as the direct challenge to himself he's just trying to go out there and play and uh, do what the coaching staff needs him to on any given night. So his confidence is there uh, in potentially being that guy. But it's up in the air right now. And, you know, again, he said whatever happens, happens there. Like we said, Jalen Brown, last one at the podium. And uh, here's a little bit of what he had to say after this win, uh, 145 to 113 blowout win against the Rockets. I feel like Ime's influence helped and how Joe's kind of helped you guys get to that top level. For sure, I think uh, Ime was was great for us because uh, we were kind of used to playing in, in Brad's system, and uh, Ime kind of you know he, when he came about he he made the system kind of around 
us. It was like, you know, see a play, make a play. And he kind of designed everything around kind of what we did and do best. And it kind of gave us, empowered us to make more decisions, you know, um, and stuff like that. So it was great for our development um, and things like that. Because we were used to kind of, you know, Brad, you kind of think the game for you. You know, Brad would prepare, make sure, you know, he would call the plays. Ime was more like uh, figure it out. You know, empowered us to go to go play, go hoop, and be who we are. And you know, it was just a it was it was different for us. So um, it definitely helped us grow as basketball players. And even now with Joe, he's expanded on that as well. It's like a combination of the two, where it's like you know we empowering us, but also we got to be the smarter, more prepared team. So you know, every every coach has different styles, but Ime definitely was a part of our development. He's a big part of it for sure, man. Yeah, um, it was cool to see him, of course. I, th I think he was just a massive a part of these guys' growth and reaching the next level. And it stinks it didn't last. Fortunately for the Celtics, they figured it out in the aftermath, found the right coach, it appears here. And a good mix uh, that added to what these guys already do so well. Ime talked a little bit about those additions as well post game. I definitely recommend go checking out that uh, full post game interview, was, as always. Uh, Pretty informative session with him and, and just straight talk. Sometimes you, you love to hear it, Joe Sway, because you don't get a lot of it around this sport. Guys just throw no. around the cliches or keep stuff tight yeah. to the best. And Joe's been a little better this year, right? Giving us good insight. I said it in our pregame show, day and night in terms of letting us in. I think he's gone above and beyond this year in terms of letting us know why he's doing certain things or – you know, kind of explaining where what he's thinking or why they did certain things in a game. But there's just no one out there who's going to say how he feels, criticize people, and just be himself like Ime. And it's cool to see him again tonight. And, of course, they're going to see him again in the near future here, a week from tomorrow in Houston. So uh, he'll have a chance to get his revenge, and I'm sure he's going to want it because that was an ass-kicking tonight. Oh, yeah. He put them on blast for that. He didn't like the way that they uh, defended the uh, the Jays in this one, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, the blowout uh, loss against Celtics, the Rockets. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a little bit of a long night for them. One forty five to one thirteen is your final score. Uh, looking ahead, Bobby, we got the uh, Raptors. The Raptors heading out to Toronto. Um, what do you make of them right now, especially uh, after the trade, after their trade with the uh, with the New York Knicks? Oh, interesting new dynamic there. Quickly is a guy who's given the Celtics some trouble. Now in a starting role, he's going to be able to uh, battle with Boston's starting unit. Uh, I'm sure they'll be fully available again in this game. So good chance for the Celtics to go up there, uh, get a win ahead of the San Antonio game. It's been a tough matchup for them this year. OG's loss. You know, RJ's not quite the same level of a wing there, even if he can have some big scoring nights. Uh, not quite yeah, he's he's off to a good start up there. Uh, he was very uh, inconsistent sometimes. Well, inconsistent with the Knicks, uh, especially right before the trade. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, the last game against them and this team, Siakam got going a little bit, but too late. Uh, he just sort of attacked one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you got some decent ball movement stretches from them. Pirtle had a double-double. Uh, but, again, just not enough shooting, not enough firepower. Maybe one of those guys gets hot. Certainly quickly has a better chance of doing that than Dennis Schroeder did in the last game here. Uh, and they played a few close stretches. So 
I'm not going to rule out this being a competitive game. They've had them, and certainly the first game up in Toronto was super competitive. Celtics really got caught off guard in that in-season tournament game. But you know how I feel about Toronto just the way. They've always just had a trick up their sleeve in terms of how to keep it close with the Celtics. And it's good that the Celtics are going to just get this season series out of the way here and have a lot of success in it uh, because, fortunately for them, it looks like Toronto is going to start to – Initiate a little bit of a rebuild here. All the reporting saying that Siakam's going to um, end up off the team in the near future here. And it looks like it could be Dallas here potentially for him, which really puts that team in an interesting spot. Luka's been going off. Kyrie is just playing out of this world. You look at his numbers since he returned. Um, getting some good play out of that rookie center there. Grant's had his up and down, certainly. Uh, but it's not inconceivable, Josue. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, if, if you look at across the Western Conference, uh, you're, you're the Dallas Mavericks, you're like, hey, we could be one trade away, you know, so they're going to do their best for sure. You could see Siakam twice over the next week if that's the case. So, we'll yeah, yeah there. that's true. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Monday night is uh, the next game against the Toronto Raptors before the Southern's head back home to host the uh, San Antonio Spurs. But Please. first things first, of course, we'll be back here Monday night. Uh, following the uh, Celtics Raptors game, of course, for continuous coverage from this game, head to clnsmedia.com as well as uh, the YouTube channel, Celtics All Access as well. Uh, Bobby and I will record a couple of segments to get those videos up there from this game, putting the uh, uh, finishing touches on this one as we wrap up uh, this game here between the Celtics and the Rockets. 140, 145 to 113, your final score. That's going to do it. He is Bobby Manning, but Nick Gelso. Kick things off on the show. Fun time. Always fun kicking it with Nick. Been a while. Uh, I am Josue Pavone. We'll see you guys Monday night. Have a good night. Thank you for hanging out with us on a Saturday. We appreciate you guys.